Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Welcome back to episode 32 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. My guest today is Sarah Levine Miles. Sarah is a licensed clinical social worker in private practice. She sees virtual clients in the state of Illinois. She currently resides in Maryland, where she offers home visits and office visits there. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. You are welcome. It's so nice to see your face again. Sarah and I go way back to our days in Chicago. Yep. Um, if you could, can you please repeat your name and the names of your children and if you're comfortable, their ages too? Yeah. Um, so my name is Sarah Levine Miles. My oldest son is named Sam. He is seven. And my younger son, yeah, I know. Um, my younger son is uh, Jack and he is almost three. My goodness. Time really does fly, doesn't it? Yeah. If you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? I would say that I am silly and compassionate. I try to be consistent, reliable. um, And I'd say we're also pretty structured. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of playfulness, um, but also, you know, like real clear expectations about what it is that we're okay with doing and how we treat other people and how we treat our family. Um, so I'd say it's, it's structured, but flexible. Okay. And without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of? I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. And as a millennial, how would you describe how you were parented and is it similar or different than how you parent? Yeah, I would say a lot of it is similar. My parents, um, were really, cognizant of meeting my emotional needs. And I think that that's a huge part of why I became a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were also like very playful. I have a lot of memories of like parties they would throw. There's lots of dancing and my dad's a musician. Um, there was a lot of like lightheartedness and fun. I think the one difference is like, they were probably less structured, you know, like we were able to have less of a bedtime routine, all of these things that I think are more a part of our parenting now. Okay. And I was reading on your website today, it said that you always wanted to be a therapist. So you knew even when you were a kid, you wanted to be a therapist? Yeah. I think my experience with therapists as a kid um, were really positive. And my mom was, my mom's a nurse and she did uh, psychiatric nursing. And Mm -hmm. so I always just had uh, you know, a view of how therapy could help people. Um, yeah. Okay. Can you describe the work that you do for those that may not understand how you help new families? Yeah. So I provide psychotherapy, um, for individuals and couples that are experiencing adjustments like parenthood, um, oftentimes depression, anxiety, or OCD. And what that looks like is supporting them through those times, also kind of guiding them with my clinical skills and interventions. So like real um, specific things they can do, and also just a person that they can come to, to talk about all the things they're experiencing, which they may not have experienced before having a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More and more, I find that a lot of people in the mental health realm, just talk about how much people have to process their own parenting 
when they become parents, which is an interesting thing that we don't really talk about a lot, you know, like, oh, by the way, you're going to have this baby to take care of and you got to go through entire life history of all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we have a very different view of how we were parented once we start to parent and it's really helpful to process and definitely informs how we see our own family Mm -hmm. that we're creating. What is your favorite thing about the work that you do? I love connecting with other people, you know, in their joy, in their struggles, that feels like a real honor and being a person that they can trust and come to with things that really in a way that is not possible. Otherwise, um, an objective person, a person who's trained to do this, that feels um, really special. And also seeing people feel better being able to do things that they want to, that they value, you know, showing up for themselves and their family in a, in a different way. It's, it's really gratifying work. So that being said, then what is the biggest challenge with the work you do? So, you know, sometimes there's not a direct answer, you know, and what someone doesn't need is problem solving. And so sitting with whatever difficult emotions come up is super important. But also that's difficult for me, right? Because sometimes I just want someone to, I just want to have an answer and that's not often the case. Um, And so sometimes that can be hard. Right. So in that instance, like, do you find that, you know, I know you're trained as a therapist not to, but do you find that you actually do take more of that, you know, quote unquote home because you're still trying to figure out like how to problem solve it or what to do? Yeah. I mean, I think like I, um, do consultation kind of around, uh, clinical interventions that will be helpful, but also consultation around just sitting in whatever comes up. Um, so I try to have a real separation between work and home, but of course, you know, my work is important and personal and it's something I think about outside Being in private practice, do you have a group that you do supervision with? So I have, um, so since I work by myself in my practice, I have other therapists that I work with that I like do, um, supervisions with that also have their own practices. Okay. So you guys are kind of like a co-working group in that way then. Right. Okay, great. Um, and did you work with a lactation consultant postpartum? I did, um, with my first son, I actually worked with a few, um, and we had, definitely some struggles breastfeeding. And that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why I ask is I specifically remember you telling me with your second that you were like, I'm not even going to go down that road because I know <laughs> yeah. this dark place it sent me to like in hindsight now, th- almost three years later, do you still feel like you made the right decision with that? I definitely do for, for my youngest, like that helped me be able to, uh, have less, pressure. Also, he was in the NICU and I had a four-year-old at home and it felt like the most compassionate thing I could do for myself. And Mm -hmm. then in turn for my kids was to be able to formula feed him. Um, So for me, that was definitely the right choice the second time around, but I'm glad that I did try the first time around. Um, It's different for everyone. It sounds like you gave yourself a lot of grace in that instance. And I just wonder, like, do you think had the roles been reversed and your first one was in the NICU, could you have done that for yourself? And the only reason why I'm asking is that I just hope that some parent out there maybe can just give themselves a little bit more of an allowance that like, you know, if they just want to have a different experience. 
That is such a good point. You know what? I don't think I would have given myself that grace. I think I would have probably pushed myself um, probably beyond what was helpful uh, for my first. Like I felt like that was a real expectation of what I should do um, and what would be like successful parenting. And by the time I had my second, that was a much better part of having a second kid for me was just knowing like, you know what, this isn't what has to happen. Right. Right. This is what it's projected as though, but really I am kind of in charge. Right. Yeah. I know. I think that that's so important. I try to frame things as parenting decisions all the time. And a lot of times I get like deer in headlights looks like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, you know, there's a few things that like, I need to tell you, you know, as a practitioner, but when it comes down to it, a lot of these things are going to be a parenting decision. Right. You know, like, can you give your baby breast milk cold? Well, it depends on what you think culturally, but if it makes your life easier, by you know, by all means do it. Right. But there's mm-hmm. some people, there's the hot and cold thing and they don't want to, and that's fine. You know, but if someone's asking me, I'm just going to say, well, you know, it's not going to cause any issues as far as I'm concerned. So then, you know, it depends on if that would make your life easier or not, or if, you know, in the middle of the night, it's less dangerous for you to have to go downstairs because you can just pull it out of the fridge, but you don't have the warmer, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. Did you always want to be a parent? I did. Um, my, so my little sister's eight years younger than me. And that that was so exciting for me. Like she was kind of my doll and, um, you know, we had like kind of a different relationship as siblings being so far apart. Like I almost was parenting her a little bit and I Mm -hmm. loved that. Um, so yeah, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. That's great. At what age of your child do you think you really start parenting your child? Well, I mean, I think like, honestly, my experience with my first was right away. Like he had a lot of difficulties um, with like swallowing, eating, um, like motor skills. And so I was right into early intervention. I was right into figuring this all out. And it felt very much like, okay, I'm parenting right from the start. Mm -hmm. I bet. I bet. So just kind of making lots of decisions like from the get-go. Do you have to parent your children differently? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. What's been fascinating to me is how much kids come out as who they are. And then you kind of have to parent around what is most helpful for them. Mm -hmm. Um, My kids are super different. My first child, he definitely thrives with more structure. And um, we like to, you know, he likes schedules and knowing what's coming up next. Um, And then my second child is much more kind of like, okay, with being uh, sporadic, spontaneous. So they're just, they have different needs in those ways for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always wonder, it's like, well, is part of that the personality or is it just also just the order of children? Like I'm, I'm the oldest child and you know, my, my brother's much more go with the flow than I am. I think that that probably is a part of it too. Cause you kind of have to be as a second child, like right going along with the older one and third, fourth, fifth, you know, you're just being carried along, you know, oh, totally with everything. Did the pandemic change anything about your parenting? I think that it made us look more into what was helpful for our child because he was with us all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when we like really got more into, okay, this kind of structure is helpful for him. Um, How are we going to survive this in a way that 
we are all coming out feeling somewhat um, like normal in the way we can. So is that like, what does it look like for him in a typical day now that he's not at daycare? I think it made us much more intentional. Mm -hmm. And if nothing else, it gave you structure to your time too. Totally. Yeah. You know, cause that was the hardest thing is losing daycare, losing schools, and then trying to figure out, you know, at the same time, you're trying to scramble and do your own business stuff and learn how to yeah. do everything virtually. And, you know, your husband could be working at home too, at the same time. Yeah. And it was quite a lot. What is your most embarrassing parenting moment? <laughs> well, so I have two boys and, um, when my youngest one realized I didn't have uh, a penis, he started going around telling everyone that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like random strangers or like family members and friends? I think just like daycare parents. <laughs> like when we'd meet up, he'd be like, mama has gina, gina, <laughs> no penis. Um, <laughs> well, it's a good way to meet people after you move, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If you had friendships when your children were babies, how important are those to you now? And do you still keep in touch? Yeah, they were super, super important. Um, especially with my first, I had a pretty rough time just with my own mood, which was a part of why I started my therapy practice after I had, you know, figured stuff out for myself. It was super important for me. And so the friends I made were really my rock. Um, and I had a big group in the neighborhood I lived in, in Chicago with all kids in the same age. Um, and we still are in touch. Like I came back to Chicago last month and met with them. Um, it's yeah, they're still some of my favorite people. And how did you all meet just being out and about or at like some type of a mom's group or something like that? Well, I posted in a Facebook group in the area, just that like when I was pregnant that I was expecting around this time. And they were probably about like, over five other women who also were. And so we started meeting up when we were pregnant and then, Oh my gosh. Our, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Our, yeah. <laughs> it was great. That is so that you, you, you all saw each other go through all of it and it was all around the same time too. Yep. Yep. That that's really special. I mean, kudos to you for, you know, reaching out and putting yourself out there. Cause that's really hard to do. Um, but also like, I just find sometimes when people are pregnant, they're just so busy that yeah. you actually made the time to meet up too is like huge. Well, for sure. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely a community building person. Like that is the most important to me is to have community and, and support. So that was something that came pretty naturally to me. Hmm. What do you see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? Man. I think that there is just a lot more concern about doing things the right way, mm. right? Like whether it's a trend in like um, baby led weaning or, you know, all these things where it's like, this is how it is. This is the best way to do it. I, I see like a lot of pressure on new parents. I think because there's so, so much information out now. Um, and yeah. I mean, it's just a lot. I think it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I think that's the trend to do things correctly with whatever is popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's interesting because it's like, I always, you know, think about like, well, it's obviously outward pressure coming in, but is there also just something about just the age of parents right now where they're just more likely to put a lot of pressure on themselves too, as opposed to be like, yeah, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, no, I think so. I, a lot of the parents I see are definitely um, lean more on the uh, perfectionist side and mm-hmm. the very high achieving career side. And that does not go away when you have kids, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no, it actually, I mean, you know, it works for you and it also works against you too, exactly. because, you know, the ultimate test of motherhood is being able to juggle all the things, right. And the nonstop, you know, work life balance, whatever that looks like in addition to, you know, childcare, nonstop issues. And you know what I mean? Just, you're always got to find the babysitter or whatever. And so, yeah, it is, it's an awful lot. Um, but at the same time, I just wonder if like, you know, our, our children though, will recognize that with time, you know, or, you know what I mean? That they'll see, like, there was a lot of thought put into it, or if they'll just see it as control. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that it's the the former rather mm-hmm. than the latter. Cause I think that people are absolutely doing their best. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and it's hard, it would be hard to describe in, you know, 10 or 15 years or, you know, to our grandchildren, like what it was like to parent during the pandemic and the loss of control. And then like, what we see is this like almost, you know, s- swing of the pendulum to trying to control everything. Right. Yeah. Or just trying to control what you think you can control. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of trauma. I think it's just a lot of helplessness raising kids in the pandemic and, and mm-hmm. fear. Um, and that doesn't just, that still, you know, is with us and our bodies is <clears throat> a part of the way we operate. So it, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What have your children taught you the most about being a parent? I think that they have taught me that there is no way to fully plan things that like, I have to be I have to go with the flow more so than I thought. And I have to trust my instincts. Mm -hmm. Um, And just use all the patience. I think they've taught me that I can do more um, than I, than I thought I could. I like the idea about the instincts too. It's not something I hear that often, but you know, it is really true that we all have the instincts. It's whether or not we actually listen to them and we trust them. Totally. You know, but then also if it doesn't go perfect, do we blame ourselves or just say, well, at the time that was just the decision I made. Right. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of self-compassion that needs to be a part of parenting for it to be, um, more pleasurable Mm -hmm. and less, um, you know, guilt ridden. Yeah. The mom guilt thing is real. Oh yeah. 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 That's like the number one hashtag (laughs) Mm -hmm. for our final question. What is your biggest parenting advice to share with new parents? Well, I think a lot of it is the instinct part. Like, you know, your child best and you know what they need best more so than, you know, your family, your parents or in-laws, um, like, you know, how to parent them in a way that no one else can tell you. So Mm -hmm. just trusting in that, trusting in yourself and your relationship with your child, I think is very important. Yeah. Hard to do. Super hard to do. Absolutely. I, you know, struggle with all of these things every day. Um, and yeah, it's like the part of being a parent that is a huge, uh, growth experience, right? Like learning how to trust yourself, learning how to forgive yourself. All of these things are, have, you know, parenthood has taught me all of those things in a way that I'd never experienced them before. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and we'll probably continue to do so. Oh, a hundred percent. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just wait till middle school. <laughs> oh, I truly know that I am in for a lot more learning. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. More learning, more growing, Absolutely. <laughs> more stretching for sure. Well, we mm-hmm. are out of time. Thank you for joining us for episode 32 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. And thank you to our guest, Sarah Levine Miles for joining us. She sees virtual clients in Illinois. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much.